Welcome. I'm Warren Odess Gillette, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Shamim on April 12, 2022. Shamim is an Australian singer-songwriter whose diversity and heritage, her father being Chinese-Malaysian and her mother being Iranian, influences her eclectic approach to music. She's produced a number of albums and she has selected songs from three of them for the interview. The three albums we feature selections from include the self-titled album Shamim, her next album after that, The Second City, and her most recent album, Time Does Not Reverse. I started the interview by asking Shamim where she grew up and what was religious life like growing up. I grew up in Perth, Western Australia. My mother is a very active Baha'i, and so religious life growing up was praying together every day, especially she was very good at doing evening prayers with us. I remember her showing us how to do family consultation. You know, as Baha'is, we are encouraged to consult on all matters together. And so we would sit down as a family when we needed to sort out our issues and we would pray and consult about it together. I attended children's classes, Baha'i children's classes growing up. Yeah, I remember also mum having many Baha'i activities in our home from time to time. Yeah. And how did your mum become a Baha'i? So we are from a Baha'i family. Mum is from Iran. My dad is Chinese-Malaysian. Mum, on each of the side of the family, it goes back a different generation. On her mother's side, it was her great-grandparents who became Baha'is at the time of Baha'u'llah and even met him. They went on pilgrimage to Akka. Then on her father's side, it was her grandfather who became a Baha'i at the time of Abdu'l-Baha, was very blessed to receive a tablet from him. That's quite a story in itself. My dad also did become a Baha'i in his youth. My dad is Chinese-Malaysian. He found out about the faith from his school teacher in Malaysia, and so um, he also became acquainted with the faith there. He came to Australia? Yeah, so my parents met in Australia and married here. What were the circumstances that had your father come to Australia? For work. He studied abroad. A lot of Chinese Malaysians study abroad and then they work abroad as well. So, yeah. mm-hmm. And you mentioned Baha'u'llah and Abdu'l-Baha. Can you tell folks who those folks are? Yes, Baha'u'llah is the founder of the Baha'i faith, who Baha'is regard as a manifestation or a messenger of God. And Abdu'l-Baha is his son, who was the successor of Baha'u'llah and ensured that the unity of the Baha'i community remained intact after the passing of Baha'u'llah. One of the basic principles of the Baha'i faith is the independent investigation of truth. And another one is is that at the age of 15, a young person is considered reaching the age of maturity and at which time they start making decisions for themselves, like what faith they choose to follow. Was there a time that you had come to your own sort of investigation that 
the Baha'i faith is what you wanted to follow, even though that was the faith of your mother and father? Oh, definitely. That is probably one of the things I value the most about the Baha'i teachings is that we never are meant to blindly follow. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I clearly remember turning 14 and thinking, oh my gosh, in one year, I can make my own decision. I will be considered mature enough to decide for myself what I believe. What do I believe? And I actually went on a it was a year-long period of earnest search. Like I remember deciding to start again at the beginning. Do I believe in God? And I would ask a lot of questions of my friends and people that I looked up to. I would read and um, consider different points of view. And I decided I do believe in God. And then from that, it was like, well, why Baha'u'llah? Why the Baha'i faith? What's so special about that? Yeah, and I think it took me almost the whole year. By the end of the year, I decided, yes, this is this is what I believe. What I've grown up with is correct. But I really did put into question every single thing that I had grown up with. And I'm really glad that I did because now I can say that I felt I was independent of what my parents had taught me. Shamim, when did music become an important part of your life? I think it was an important part of the life from the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I come from a musical family. No one else is a musician by profession, if you will, but everybody sings. A lot of us play instruments. Everyone listens to music all the time. They're all music lovers. So music was around me, my mom and dad playing CDs, everything from the pop music that they loved to classical music. Yeah, all sorts of things. So I think it it was there from the get-go. And I remember watching my older cousins play the piano and they took piano lessons from my uncle. And I remember begging my mother at the age of six to have piano lessons. And my uncle said I had to wait until I was seven and it just felt like eternity. (laughs) The piano was your first instrument? That was my first instrument. Later on, I took up the cello when I was about nine years old and began to teach myself the guitar when I was in early high school. But piano remains my preferred instrument when I'm writing songs. So I asked you to select six songs from your two albums, Time Does Not Reverse and The Second City. Now, Shamim, what is the order in which these albums were produced? The Second City, that came before that. I've released four studio recordings. So there was first an EP, Universe for Afternoon Tea, followed by a self-titled album. And then my third record was The Second City. And the most recent record is Time Does Not Reverse. Let's talk about your most recent CD first. The title of your most recent CD, Time Does Not Reverse, is interesting. What's the significance of that title? So I cut that record when, you know, everyone is a bit afraid of the next decade. (laughs) You know, I was nearing the big 3-0, the big 30, and I was feeling like, you know what, my 20s are behind me. What have I learned? And, you know, am I any wiser? And I'm not going to be this 
young prodigy star that I once hoped that I would be. But you know what? I'm still making music and I'm still writing about how I feel. So that kind of played in well when I was naming the album. There was lyric from one of the songs as well, but it made sense to call it that. And the first selection you chose from Time Does Not Reverse is Pass It On. So describe for us this piece. Pass It On is a wonderful accident that happened. I was running a crowdfunding campaign. In fact, it was a crowdfunding campaign for my previous record, The Second City. As part of it, the people who gave the highest amount, um, their, their gift or their reward, was for me to write a song for them of a topic of their choosing. And I had a particular donor give a very lovely, generous sum, and I had to give him this gift, this reward, and and he said, I want you to write a song about pay it forward. This idea that we do something just because it's a nice thing to do and with no thought of anything in return, but it probably will, in the scheme of the universe, good things will come to us later on. But we just do it for no reward. And I just loved that. And it's it resonates with me, of course, because Baha'i's service to humanity is a, a central part of our lives. So I began writing this song about just passing it on, just doing something because it's a good thing to do and that that kind of thing will go around and be shared around. And then I really, really liked the song that had come <laughs> out of it. And I thought, wow, I should record this. <laughs> and so I did. And it was really wonderful. And I entered it in a couple of songwriting competitions. And it got a bit of recognition, especially in the John Lennon songwriting competitions. It was a wonderful accident that happened. You have a smile. You have a minute. You have a dollar that someone else may Just take a while, reach out and give it no thought for honor Cause you might plant a seed And one day we may see The seed become a tree Can you pass it on? Can you spread your
listening to the music of Shamim, an Australian singer-songwriter whose diversity and heritage, her father is Chinese-Malaysian and her mother is Iranian, influences her eclectic approach to music. And we had just listened to the song Pass It On. So the second selection, Shamim, you chose is also from Time Does Not Reverse, and it's called Moderation. So describe this song for us. We often say that the central teaching of the Baha'i Faith is unity, but I think there's something else to it as well. I've noticed that we live in a world of extremes. Everyone is left-wing or right-wing, or they're pro-this or you're anti-that, and everyone is in opposition to some other group. A lot of it has got to do with ideologies. I was thinking when I was just looking at this world and then looking at the beautiful teachings of Baha'u'llah that actually what we have as Baha'is is we have teachings of moderation. For example, religion and science are always held in opposition to each other. You have to either believe in religion and that's the only way or it's science. And as Baha'is, we see religion and science as complementary ways of finding the truth. But that's just one example, this idea that why does every idea have to be in opposition to another one? Can things actually work in harmony with each other? That's the idea behind moderation. Extremism. 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 Extremism.
We're listening to music of Shamim, an Australian singer-songwriter whose diversity and heritage influences her eclectic approach to music, and we had just listened to the song Moderation from her most recent album called Time Does Not Reverse. Shamim, the third selection you chose is from your previous album called Second City, and the song is called Beautiful Soul. First of all, what is the significance of the album's title, Second City? Well, it was the second full-length studio album I had made, but there was a particular song I was writing, I think we're going to play later, which is inspired by a book by Baha'u'llah called The Seven Valleys. The Seven Valleys is basically a beautiful, long poem (laughs) describing our spiritual journey using the metaphor that as we progress spiritually, we go through seven valleys or seven cities. It also calls it seven cities, um, the stages of our spiritual growth. I've always been very entranced by this idea. The particular song I was writing was about the second valley because I find that valley very interesting. Maybe I'm stuck in that valley. (laughs) Yeah, so I decided to call the album The Second City. So what is The Second Valley? The second valley is the valley of love. The whole theme of throughout the seven valleys, that concept is that our journey to God is like a lover searching for his beloved, which I just love. It makes the journey like such a, an adventure in a way and so full of passion. As we approach God, it's like we are approaching our true friend. So the valley of love is this state where you're searching for your beloved and you're almost going mad with your search because you're so in love with God. The piece we're going to play from the album Second City is called Beautiful Soul. So what should we be listening for when we play Beautiful Soul? I hope you're listening to the lyrics because I think (laughs) it's got an important message this notion that children are watching everything that we as adults do, we teach them our prejudices. You know, children are born with potential to be either good or evil and we can influence them to go either way. And I've just seen it so many times. I mean, I have children of my own now. I didn't at the time that I wrote this, but they just look at people and they don't see color. They don't see race. They don't see religion, they just see people and they just see potential friends and they just smile at each other across the playground and there you go, that you're a friend. We need to protect that in our children. They have such beautiful souls. Every boy and every girl born with such a beautiful soul is taught ugliness in this world. Haven't you heard? Oh, haven't you heard? Such an innocent creature. Preconceptions, no wrongs. But we teach them to be cautious of the other, not to just trust and love one another. It's dangerous, we say. Every boy and every girl born with such a beautiful soul is taught ugliness in this world.
Music of Shamim, an Australian singer-songwriter whose diversity and heritage, her father being Chinese-Malaysian and her mother being Iranian, influences her eclectic approach to music, and we had just listened to the song Beautiful Soul. Shamim, the fourth selection you chose is also from the album Second City, and this song is called Under One Sun. What inspired you to write this piece? This was a lovely happening. I was in London just doing a bit of a songwriting trip with a producer over there called James Bryan, and we were writing this song together. I really like this idea that religion and science are going to lead us to the same conclusions about the reality of all things. And one thing I feel that both religion and science are taking us towards is this idea that all of humanity is one human family scientists believe we all descend from common ancestors in the Horn of Africa so many thousands of years ago. I was talking to producer James Bryan about this and I was like, you know, it'd be great if we could write a song about how we are all one in every sense of the word. I remember it sort of started with a little beat or a groove. I was beatboxing and then we came up with the chorus and then it grew and blossomed from there. I'm really happy with how it turned out. I know it sounds like a very happy-go-lucky song about peace and harmony, but to me it's a very deep emotional thing because I think if we really behaved as though everyone was our sister or brother, then we wouldn't have 
any of the problems we have in the world today. Yeah, I think it's an important concept. Just one moment, just one dream, cause you know we all need to be loved. We come from one ancestor, just one forefather, and one earth mother, wonder one son. We are but one, we are but one, don't you know?
We're listening to the music of Shamim, an Australian singer-songwriter whose diversity and heritage influences her eclectic approach to music. And we had just listened to the song Under One Sky, and she was really talking about how uh, instead of it just being a platitude, it really is fundamental to everyone to have this perspective if we're going to solve the problems of the world. If we realize that our sister and brother in Africa or Ukraine or anywhere else is in trouble, that we want to help them because they're our sister and our brother. So, Shamim, the fifth selection you chose is again from your album, Second City, and it's called Chill in the Fire. So tell us about this song. So before, when we were talking about the title of the album, The Second City, this is that song that is about the second valley of the seven valleys. So this is the Valley of Love. And Baha'u'llah talks about this stage of our spiritual growth as being one of madness, where we as the lover madly in love with God, our beloved, and we are seeking him that this part of our search for God is bringing on almost madness in a way. And it's all these oppositional imagery, like that we chill in the fire and we dry in the sea. And I just loved this the rhyming couplet in the original text that a lover is he who is chill in hellfire and Noah is he who is dry in the sea. And I just loved that. And I was like, can I write a song about mm. that? Can I write an R&B song about that and get away with it? (laughs) I began exploring and I also wanted to include that original Persian rhyming couplet in there. So I enlisted the help of a wonderful Iranian-Australian singer, Shidan Tuluwi Wallace, to sing that part of it, the Persian part. And then you've got me singing the rest in English. Search for my love in the desert of the world Each mirage is magic Each horizon tragic I drink the seven seas and yet still I thirst And the fire inside me has burned up all logic
of Shamim, an Australian singer-songwriter whose diversity and heritage, her father is Chinese-Malaysian, her mother is Iranian, that influences her eclectic approach to music. And we just listened to her song, Chill in the Fire, from her album Second City. The last selection you chose is from another album called simply Shamim. And the song is called Yin. So tell us about this song. So yin signifies yin and yang. So yin being the feminine and yang being the masculine. I wanted to write a song about the equality of men and women. It was an interesting experience for me going to music school. I studied jazz music at university. It was a very male-dominated environment and it was challenging at the best of times. I wanted to express that and express that I had gifts as a woman that I want to be able to give to the world. And it's hard when you when you feel like you're being held back by archaic prejudices. That's really what Yin is about. And the chorus lyric cites a beautiful image that is given in the Baha'i writings by Abdul Baha, which is that the world of humanity is like a bird and that one wing of the bird is men and the other wing is women 
And unless both wings are working and are able to work equally and strongly, unless that happens, the bird can't fly. So it's actually to the advantage of all of humanity that women are raised up to be the equals of men, because then the bird of humanity will really soar. It is hard to rise when you are looked down upon, when you are frowned upon. Oh, where's my rightful crown? It is hard to rise when you want to prove yourself. Why do I need to fight to earn my rightful crown? I am yin, I'm your kin. We are each a wing of the bird of life, and we can fly together.
We're listening to the music of Shamim, an Australian singer-songwriter whose diversity and heritage influences her eclectic approach to music, and we had just listened to her song Yin, which is about the equality of men and women, and it's from her album entitled Shamim. Now, Shamim, where can people find your music? The best place is my website, which is www.shamimmusic.com. Usually helps to spell Shamim. It's S-H-A-M for music, double E-M for music. Yeah, so if you, you can find me at shamimmusic.com and all my social media is linked from there. Are you working on another project by any chance? My project right now is two young children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been writing. I've had a bit of writer's block that I had to overcome, but I am interested in getting back into the studio. I've got a little four-month-old bub at the moment, so when he's a little bit older, I think I'm keen to get back into the studio. I've begun daydreaming about which songs I'd like to record. No firm plans at the moment, but stay tuned. Well, Shamim, I want to thank you so much for taking this time to share your music with us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Shamim, an Australian singer-songwriter. You can find her music at shamimmusic.com. We'll finish the hour out with more of Shamim's music. You can find this interview and other interviews on the website of bahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel of Baha'i Perspective. You can also find the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. For information specifically on the Baha'i Faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org, or you can call the number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you'll join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective.
You must have fun If you're feeling down, feeling blue Then there must be something that's wrong with you So we play charades Join in the parade Wear our happy makeup And then we will be kept safe in the masquerade It's the face to meet The faces that I need It's the voice to speak Volunteer exercise, no, we won't need an alibi. But we can't keep pace in the cutthroat race. Trying to get ahead, we fall back and to cope, we choose to self medicate. It's the face to meet the 
Thank、you 